Welcome back, my beautiful balanced baddies, to another episode. I want to preface this episode off by saying that we're going to be talking about disordered eating habits so that we can spread awareness and help others who might fall into these habits or may have them already. And we're also going to be sharing our own personal stories as well with disordered eating, um, eating disorders in general as well. So trigger warning for anybody out there listening that, again, might be dealing with some of these issues as well. So we just wanted to put that out there. And I think we're just going to dive right into our our stories. Kat, do you want to go ahead and give a little like background on your experience with disordered eating and how you overcame it definitely so I got into having really bad disordered eating habits when I was 18 years old um, but my whole entire life my weight was a topic of conversation in my household it was always about what I was eating or how I looked or if I was too big um, I was made out to feel like I was too big as a very young child. Um, My mom and my dad put a lot of pressure on me to lose weight and eat healthier and just have better eating habits. Um, And then my brother also bullied me really bad for being overweight. And I guess because it was like my whole childhood, I guess I started gaining weight when I was like in third grade. So from third grade all the way up until high school, my weight was always talked about like in my family and at home. And like with my friends' parents, they would usually have something to say about it as well. So I kind of began to like attach who I am as a person to my weight. Mm-hmm. And I felt like my weight is the only thing that mattered. And if I couldn't like be skinnier, then it, I didn't really matter as a person. And this, like, was ingrained in my head. And when I went to high school, I was at a time where I should be making new friends. But I was really, really scared to, like, put myself out there and try to connect with new people because I was so concerned about my weight. I felt like people weren't going to want to, like, be my friend or talk to me because I was fat. Or at least I was – I really wasn't that – fat if you saw pictures of me um I was probably like maybe 15 or 20 pounds overweight I don't know if that's a lot but I think not to interrupt but I do want to say like how you feel in your body is you like don't listen to what anybody else says like you're allowed to feel the way that you feel and it doesn't matter if you're like five pounds overweight or maybe you're not overweight at all It, it all comes down to how you personally feel in your body and no one can you know, take that away from you or say that your thoughts and feelings are invalid. So that goes out to anybody out there also listening. If you feel a certain type of way in your body and like you feel like you want to change that, like that's okay. Yeah. You know, exactly. Exactly. Like don't let anybody tell you that like, oh, you don't look like that. Like you don't look overweight. Exactly. You don't look overweight. mm -hmm. But whatever, I did look overweight and I felt overweight and it was all I could think about. Like when I was in new situations, I was just very, very self-conscious about my body and I felt it was how people were going to decide whether or not they would want me to be their friend. And then 
I guess in high school, it just really started get to getting to me mentally because I felt like I couldn't fit in. I couldn't be myself because all I was worried about was like my weight. And then I guess when social media became a little bit of a bigger thing, um, when I was in high school, I started looking on Pinterest and I would see all of these like at home workouts and like easy ways to lose weight. And one like one week from school, I was homesick and I really started like reading a lot about that stuff. And I became obsessed with exercise and I would just exercise all the time. And I started losing fat and I became really excited and really happy about it because people were noticing and I felt like I could finally fit in and show up as a more confident person because I didn't have to worry about my weight so much. But it became like an obsessive thing. I was obsessed with exercising. My mom would even be like, you're exercising so much. Like, what are you doing? I would wake up in the morning and exercise. I would Mm -hmm. exercise as soon as I got home from school. And then I would exercise before bed. And then I also started controlling my meals to be really, really small portions. I would count my calories and I'd be eating like 1,200 calories a day. I would only have like a pack of goldfish for lunch. And I was just (laughs) really obsessive about my eating. And that's kind of how it started. Just a lot of outside influence from other people and putting my worth in how I looked was the biggest thing for me beginning on my eating disorder. And that though that situation that I just described, it wasn't that was just the beginning. I hadn't even Mm -hmm. really gone in to all of my disordered eating habits and some of the really negative and bad things that I was doing. So that was just the beginning of how I started losing fat and gained more control over my outside appearance. And I think that control is what put me into this vicious cycle of being obsessive about it. I would get, I'd be so obsessed with hitting my calorie amount and eating clean food. I had to eat clean. If I, which for me meant three ingredients or less. If the food had more than three ingredients or had an ingredient that I didn't know what it was, I wouldn't eat it. How did you learn about all of this? Like at that time, was it just based on your own research from like magazines and stuff? Like what made you like get into that? That's a really good question. Um, Definitely. I think it was Pinterest. I don't know why I was on Pinterest so much back then, but I was. And I would see these quotes like, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels or didn't you tell me the thing about the almond how you'd have one almond to like curb right your appetite right too? exactly I would learn things like having two almonds could curb your whole appetite meaning if you were hungry and you ate two almonds then you wouldn't be hungry anymore and then crazy. that information I would use it as like a punishment because mm. Because I was so obsessed with clean eating, which is also, I learned that from Pinterest, like eat clean, train mean. I was like, I wanted to be such a clean eater that if I ate something that wasn't clean the next day, I would starve myself, literally. And I would have two almonds every three hours and one sip of a naked juice. So I would have one naked juice for the whole entire day, but I would only let myself have one sip every three hours with the two almonds. That's wild. And you did this because you thought that you would lose weight from that or you felt like scared like what were your emotions around that which is what caused you to do that like what was the driving factor for you I guess I was so obsessed with being skinny because of like the confidence and the attention that came with it and I had such connotations with food like certain food was so bad and other food was so good that if I ate a bad food, I thought that it was going to make me fat. Mm-hmm. I would associate bad food 
with gaining weight. Obviously, I know now that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. But I thought if I ate one bad thing, it was going to ruin my whole entire progress. But I also think it was like a guilt thing. Like I would get so mad at myself for going off my diet and be like why did I do that you're doing so well you've ruined all your progress like everything is gonna go bad like you need to make up for this that is so relatable and so like prominent in today's day and age especially like as coaches ourselves like we see that so often with females where they will like come to us and they'll be like beating like legit beating themselves up over having like one small meal or maybe drinking a little bit too much and then having like some pizza late at night like it it's okay you're not going to lose your progress especially if you know you work so hard and you have that balance throughout the week and I think that as Kat's saying like it's really important to become aware of the thoughts that you're having and your relationship with food and how you feel around it right now it's so common and actually this is what this situation is what inspired us to do this podcast episode this week is that one of my clients came up to me and she was just talking about like still labeling food as good and bad and she's like struggling to meet meet her fitness goals but she's not eating enough to get the body that she wants Mm -hmm. but she still has like this bad mindset around food and that's and then literally that same day my other client came in and was talking about how she's going to visit her friend but her two her friend's two daughters have severe eating disorders where they were actually placed in treatment for months and months and they're scared of working out because they don't want to get bulky and there's just so a lot of this is like coming back and it's becoming more of a trend or more in to be skinny which is why we want to talk about this but it's so crazy because in the moment you may not even realize that what you're doing is really negative for you. Like back then when I was just eating the two almonds and the the one juice, I would feel so proud of myself for doing that. Like that's crazy. But I would be so happy that I got through the whole day and ate the, the way that I should have been. It was like a control thing. You know how you just said that your client wasn't e- is not eating enough to see the weight loss that she wants to see and see reach her goals. And you can, I want to like quickly note this. I think that a lot of people think, okay, like I'm just going to starve myself. I'm going to eat less and I'll lose weight. But it doesn't work that way because you can only starve yourself for so long and only and eat like such a small amount for so long until your body like adapts to that amount that you're now eating and then it just stops losing weight because it adapted to that intake so there's only two options either you cut your calories even more or you exercise more yeah. to create more of a deficit and again like that only go you can only do that for so long until yeah. you're literally eating nothing and before you disappear yeah Exactly. And thank you so much for making that point because what happened to me is I would go through these vicious cycles of literally lowering the amount of food I was eating to such a low point that then I would hit a wall one day and be starving. And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to control my hunger with the almonds or the naked juice that I would just become like a ravenous monster in the kitchen. Yep, I'd be in the kitchen alone at nighttime 
binging on every single thing I could find, like grabbing the Nutella, the peanut butter, literally dipping like 500 different things in the Nutella, cereal, like every single food that was in my kitchen, I had at least one serving of all of it. It was crazy and I couldn't stop and I would feel so bad about it. Mm-hmm that I would then try to like make up for that yeah and this is also obviously uncomfortable to talk about but I would try to make myself throw up unfortunately for me I couldn't do it like I would not I guess I don't know like something with my gagging but I I couldn't get anything up Mm -hmm. so then instead of throwing it up I would just again starve myself the next day but it was a cycle that Mm -hmm. I just couldn't break out of it's a vicious cycle exactly and I I wasn't even thinking about like how it was affecting me. It was just so normal for me. And I was stuck like this for a really, really long time. And I was doing those habits. And that was my story of like how I got into an eating disorder and the types of things that I was dealing with. Yeah. And from the outside looking in people, the only thing that people are going to be able to see and notice is, wow, Kat, like you're looking good. You're losing weight. And that kind of like strokes your ego. Like, yes, it's working. Mm -hmm. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. And I'm not going to share like, Hey, by the way, like I'm actually starving myself. And then I'm going on these like crazy binge eating like Mm -hmm. cycles. And then like I try to throw up, it doesn't work. So then I like punish myself the next day with lots and lots of, you know, exercise Mm -hmm. or just starving myself in general. People don't see that people only see like the external part of it they don't truly know what is actually going on for them to get to where they are and I was getting so many compliments because I lost like I lost a lot of weight really fast and I I was also exercising too like I started exercising like crazy and I just want to also share this one story because in the moment I thought it was so normal I didn't even really think about it but now looking back I can't even believe I did something like this but I was at a family's graduation party in high school and I felt so good like I was wearing my dress like I was really happy having a great time and then I decided to have a piece of cake which then changed everything because after (laughs) yeah after I had that piece of cake meanwhile everybody ate a piece of cake and that was probably like the only thing I ate that day that was bad but I felt so guilty about it that I no longer could enjoy myself at the party that I actually had to excuse myself. I remember telling my friend that I'm just going to go home and go on a run and then I'll be back. And I literally did that. Like I left the party. I went home. I went on a five mile run, took a shower, put my outfit back on and then went back to the party. Like That's nothing happened. That's so insane. Honestly. So crazy. Yeah. And these habits looking back are so negative and just deteriorating to myself physically and mentally but I was so confident and so secure in them and I think that's why we wanted to do this episode as well as like bring awareness and share some of the habits that we were experiencing because maybe some of you listeners are doing the same thing and you might not realize that it's actually really really bad for you yeah because it's almost like a snowball effect like one thing leads to another and then the next thing you know like you have a full-blown eating disorder that Mm -hmm. you didn't even intentionally see coming yeah Mm -hmm. exactly or you're like in denial too because it's it's 
I don't I don't think it's like an addiction, but maybe maybe it is. A lot of the time you may be like in denial and pretend that you don't have one. I mm-hmm. know that I did for a while. I know that I pretended that I didn't have one and I mean it's a mental illness and, yeah, and sure. all as well as a physical il- illness depending on how far you get into it mm-hmm. but i know that everybody has their own experiences and their own habits sarah do you feel like your story or what you went through was similar or different than mine so 100 percent. I, I think that my situation like a lot of what you were saying i'm like that's literally me for instance like how you said that you would come home and you would like binge eat everything like that you see in front of you like nutella peanut butter a big thing for me was like those oatmeal cream pies I would literally eat like three of them like just shove everything and anything down my throat especially if like no one was home I'm like coast is fucking clear I have x amount of time to literally like scavenge like the freezer the fridge like ice cream anything that I was restricting myself from that was deemed bad for you Ice cream, peanut butter, even at the time I thought was bad for me. Nutella, the oatmeal cream pies, goldfish even, like literally anything and everything. And then next thing you know, like half a pint of ice cream is gone. And my mom will be like, where did all the ice cream go? And I would like pretend like I didn't eat it. Like (laughs) it wasn't me because she was like, this was like full. And then like next thing you know, like it's half like gone. And, And then like right after I do that, I'd be like, okay, like I have X amount of time to run to the bathroom and try and get this out of me now because it was like I blacked out and I like lost control of my body because again like I was restricting myself for so long and like not eating enough and just not even getting like there was no balance there was no balance at all so that led to me with the binge restrict eat cycle like Kat had as well and for me like I would go to the bathroom and I would be able to throw it up and it is uncomfortable to talk about and I honestly don't think I've I've openly talked about this like on social media I know like so many girls like their whole platform is talking about like their bulimia or anorexia or their disordered eating or eating disorder and for me I just like never got to that point like I accepted that fact and I very much embrace it like I I don't hide that part of me anymore, which is why, like, I feel, like, comfortable talking about it right now because I know that, like, I'm not the only person or girl that has struggled with this, and I know that there's this is going to help so many young females if they do get a chance to listen to this, that, like, they're not alone and that what they're doing is hurting their body so much and they don't have to be at war with their body in order to get to where they want to get to or feel the way that they want. But yeah, so like I would throw it up and then the next day, same thing. Like I would punish myself with exercise as well. I don't really know how I got into my eating disorder, honestly. I was telling Kat, like I I genuinely, it, it definitely started in middle school for sure. One time, like one thing that I really, really remember is I was at my friend's house and her dad was like ordering like wings for us or something and for me like the only thing that I would eat a day is a banana and chocolate milk like that was the only thing that I would give myself to have in middle school because I I'd be afraid or my mom would make chili (laughs) and I would think that the beef is fucking bad for me I'm like like what the fuck I would literally just sit there and eat the beans like I would I would eat around the beef and then I'd go and even throw up the beans because it was just like I can't believe I just ate like because it was like you can't eat Sarah you can't eat so but there was this one time I was at my friends and I just remember like 
the dad ordering us like wings and stuff and I would only eat the carrots and I would just like lie and say like I'm not hungry or I'd lie and say like oh like I ate before I came here and like I I would I felt like I would hide it so well but if you look back at like old pictures of me like you can just see my face is like so sunken in and so thin like I feel like it was obvious like and my mom knew that there was an issue too and another thing I'm not saying she didn't care but she didn't like she wouldn't say anything you know like if you're a, a parent and you know your child is struggling with something like that like knock some sense into them or like get them help you know like it it just it was kind of like she knew but she didn't want to know or like talk to me about it like I don't know it was weird for me my mom did talk to me about it and my friends too but I didn't care I I felt like what they were saying was wrong. I felt like I knew what I was doing and that they're the wrong ones and that everything that I was doing was good for me. Like, I would be the person at restaurants who would ask what's how many calories was in everything. I'd just be so annoying to be with and, like, I can't eat that. That's bad for you. And just, honestly, it made me kind of stand out, and I'm sure it made you stand out as well, being in a social setting where you're just so anal and controlling over these things that other people aren't even thinking twice about I was also telling Kat like I didn't feel like I got that love growing up or that attention growing up either so I felt like there must be something wrong with me so I I felt like not feeling good enough growing up especially like when you grow up in a household that's like a broken household in general like I just feel like it leads to all these different things so I, I definitely feel like that contributed to me developing this eating disorder because I felt like I wasn't good enough so if you don't feel good enough, you feel like you have to punish yourself and feel like you have to achieve like a certain look in order to feel good enough. Because for me, it was like I started obsessing over like the magazine covers that I would see. And then like whenever I would get on YouTube, like I'd be like, oh, wow, like she's so thin, like she's so tiny, like I want to achieve that look too. Right. And I would think like, okay, in order to achieve that look, gotta stop eating or not like or eat next to nothing and work out like crazy. So then... My, like, fitness journey started off with running, so I got into running. Um, I would also do, like, Jillian Michaels, like, DVD workouts Me in my too. living room. I would do, like, the air stepper or, like, the hip-hop, like, abs classes. I don't know the guy's name, but I would do that obsessively. I know that my mom was like, you're working out a lot. Like, what the fuck? Because mm-hmm. it would literally be, like, three times a day. Yeah, same. Like, after like, I ate, like, gotta go yes. get a workout in. Everything I ate, I had to burn it off. 100%. Yeah. Like, if I ate... 1500 calories that day I had to burn 1500 calories worth of exercise yeah which is insane insane because your body probably is already burning that at yeah. rest just to keep your body alive and then the fact that you're like okay that's all you're eating and then you're burning it off with exercise too your body like I was like starving yeah. exactly I was starving which is why I would binge eat because mm-hmm. my body's like you literally need calories yep but the thing for me is too like I looked the part obviously like I looked skinny like I also felt like I was gaining muscle eventually especially when I first started like working out and doing weightlifting but I didn't feel the part like it all like just because you look quote-unquote good like externally that doesn't mean that you feel good internally and I feel like that's what's most important especially like as you get older and you grow out of like or especially as I grew older and like grew out of that like I realized like it doesn't matter how you look on the outside what matters is how you feel on the inside and I felt like shit 
My hair was so thin and so brittle. My throat hurt all the fucking time because I was constantly fucking shoving my fingers down my throat trying to throw up everything that I just binged ate on or like even like at family parties too. Like I would, I remember just feeling so fucking anxious around food and I would like dread being at these parties around food because I knew that I wouldn't be able to control myself around the food because I'm fucking starving myself. So the second that you put that shit in front of my face, I'm like, give me everything and anything in sight. And then I'd be in the bathroom literally immediately right after. That's so much mental pressure to go through, especially as someone who's so young, which is why I'm so happy that we're talking about these things, hopefully shedding light on people who might be experiencing the same things. Because in the moment, especially if it's like, what's trending online or you see other people doing it you're gonna think it's normal going back to what you said before about how you looked the part you were skinny but you felt like crap on the inside for me I was becoming so obsessed with my external appearance that I was like losing sight of who I was on the inside like I was losing my personality all I cared about was how I looked and Mm -hmm. like I was like conforming my personality around being skinny and that's not a personality and it's not good to put all your worth on your outside appearance. It was so long ago but I know that like I just was always so self-conscious at anything that I put on I was self-conscious about even like when I like was recording like my workouts too because I would record my workouts and post it online but little people know like I was actually like really like struggling like and I wasn't healthy you know like people thought that I was healthy because I looked the part but I wasn't Mm -hmm. I shit you not I had such a bad relationship with my body like even though I was skinny I never felt skinny enough and if I god forbid like you caught an angle and like a small glimpse of a little of a little tiny baby roll I'd literally zoom in on the video be like I can't post this I need to retake it and then I would retake it over and over and over and over and over again and then it would mentally fuck me because I'd be like why am I like this I just wasted an hour trying to record one fucking video there may not be like one single answer but Mm -hmm. if you're going through like a lot mentally especially at such a young age it's easy to fall into these habits maybe because of control or for insecurity or for or for anything that might be triggering you and it's not easy to break these habits either like Mm -hmm. we were struggling these struggling with these bad habits for years even to this day I still have this trigger where if I'm at home eating and someone walks in I get like nervous I I, like don't want them to see that I'm eating for some reason I think because when I was a kid if I was like eating junk food somebody would always comment like always someone in my family would comment on my food Mm -hmm. and like going back to what you said about looking in the mirror when you're so obsessed with losing weight it's all you see you don't see all the weight you already lost you only see the weight that you still have to lose and like Mm -hmm. you hyper focus on that and it's just like an obsessive thing and it's really really hard to break out of those which is why I think it's also important for us to share what did we actually do to help us break through break free from this i think the biggest thing was just being fed up with like i said being at war with my body all the fucking time i was just so fed up with how i, I felt i just remember like feeling so shitty after having like a, a binge episode i googled what could happen after an episode or what side effects does bulimia cause to the body and a lot of the side effects that 
I was reading is is basically what I was experiencing, like a lot of anxiety, depression, intrusive thoughts, brittle hair. I think tooth decay was like one of them too. It scared me. And then I also think that by me Googling it, I was accepting the fact that I had an issue and I realized that I had an issue. And that just led to me learning more about nutrition in general and realizing that like I'm doing more harm to my body than good and I'm never going to feel the way that I want to feel if I continue down this horrible path that I have. So I think that the biggest thing for me was just becoming aware. It's very unfortunate that you had to go through this disorder but it's also very fortunate that you were able to admit that you have a problem because the first step to getting over a problem is admitting that you have one if you're not going to even admit that you have one then it's going to be very hard to break through Mm -hmm. and break out of that cycle but this stresses me out so much today with people like eating so little Mm -hmm. is that they don't think about those long-term effects of like your brittle hair and your skin from our diet we are literally getting the nutrients that our body needs to literally be alive so if we are starving ourselves of that day after day after day if you think long term into the future you're going to be like decrepit and and like not even there so I like that you were able to like think about the long-term health because I think a lot of people don't think about that Mm -hmm. in this day. I think I like totally skipped over this part and Kat, you also have the same experience too when it comes to eating. Like we both competed in a bodybuilding show, which ultimately was something that I chose to do because I just wanted to challenge myself more. had nothing to do with like looking like the part or looking even more like skinny. I just wanted to see what I could challenge myself to do. And like during that time, I was eating a lot more. And I I had realized, I think it also kind of helped me a little bit because I started eating a lot more food and more frequent meals. Like I was eating more than I ever was at all like throughout my entire journey. And I started leaning out with more food. So I was like, what the fuck? So I think that was something that also made sense to me. But for me, the reason why I never competed again was because like you are restricting yourself so, so much. And with me being at that super low body fat percentage, like I lost my period. I didn't get my period for like eight months, even after I gained the weight back. Like it fucked my hormones so, so bad. And it caused me to have really bad even worse body image too because you go from being so lean especially if you don't reverse diet properly like I blew up like a tick and then that caused like people close to me in my life like commenting on my body as well like lay off the protein you're getting fat like that was verbatim something that someone said to me that's so random what like like, protein yeah I it's uneducated people like not knowing people (laughs) think that protein make you fat like that's literally something that like people or bulky whatever but I I blew up like a tick because I I was restricting myself for so long and it was definitely like a lot of water weight as well from all the foods that like I didn't slowly introduce back Mm -hmm. into my diet Mm -hmm. but I still had that disorder thinking at at, during that period and after that it was it was even worse I was like almost back to square one because I was just like you literally gained so much weight like I can't believe you did that you went from being like here to here and then it was just a never-ending like negative cycle again and we can see that it's like a process like obviously between middle school and high school and your bodybuilding competition you had made strides to improve with your eating habits just like I had I had broken out of that 
you know, starving myself cycle for a while. Mm -hmm. And I was focusing on eating like nutritious foods. But then as well, like when I went into my bodybuilding competition, I fell back into some of those old habits where like if I didn't follow my strict bodybuilding diet, I would starve myself the next day and and, beat yourself up, yeah. and I would beat myself up and I would just be so obsessed and controlling over it. And the same thing, I was so, so lean. I've never been so lean in my entire life. Yeah. But when I looked in the mirror, I still felt not mm-hmm. small enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I was constantly chasing like this tiniest version of myself. And it wasn't until I stopped chasing that tiny version of me and started focusing on being the strongest version of myself and that's really what broke me out of this cycle too or at least started to propel me in that progress that progressive direction is that when I first got into like exercise and and dieting it was for fat loss because obviously I was tormented for being overweight and I just wanted to not have that fat anymore I wasn't even thinking about building muscle but I lost all of this fat And I did it by, like you said, I started my journey with running as well. But then I also was doing like home workouts and then I started adding weights. So I did start seeing like that muscle building and I became so obsessed with that becoming like muscular that that is kind of like what pulled me out of those bad, really disordered eating habits as I focused on fueling myself and building rather than being so skinny and so small. And honestly, I'm getting a little bit scared for just the younger women and just anybody in general because I feel like this pressure to be that skinniest version or that smallest version of yourself is coming coming back back Mm -hmm. on in the media. When we were in high school, being super skinny was the thing to be. It was magazines, like TV shows, social media. Mm -hmm. Everybody wanted to be super, super thin and model skinny but then the beauty standards started to change like being curvy and being thick and having a huge butt was like the thing to be so i feel like people weren't really like focusing on being so skinny but now it's starting to come back i think heroin chic is like a a trending thing on tiktok like what the fuck is this (laughs) i saw that i know and it's really sad that we're now falling back into this thing where women feel pressure from the media to change their body to fit a certain trend but you don't need to do that again and I think that it's important if you to become aware of your thought patterns and like where your mind goes when you see something like if you see somebody on social media that's skinny or you want to look like them notice where your thoughts are going like are you feeling triggered by them are you feeling like you need to look like that for whatever reason and catch yourself (laughs) in the midst of those thoughts and do your best to affirm like that you are enough and that your body your body does not define who you are the size of your waist doesn't define who you are the size of your jeans doesn't define who you are you can't change who you are just to fit a certain standard of beauty which is obviously constantly changing Mm -hmm. as time goes on why is the female body a trending topic why Mm -hmm. does it change based on like what's in and what's out but being aware is the first step Mm -hmm. i think for everyone to move forward so we want to kind of break down like some steps that you can take or maybe if you have a friend who you think is going through something like this you can help them by talking about these things i think that the first tip that we can give you is definitely becoming aware of your thoughts around food like before 
and after each meal or snack whatever you're eating just take a moment to like ask yourself how are you feeling and write down the emotions that are coming up how do you feel physically how do you feel emotionally like are you experiencing like any stress anxiety sadness or any other emotions by doing this this will be able to help you like identify any emotional triggers for eating if there is if there is any like most of the time people aren't even aware that they have a trigger that's leading them into these binge cycles or their specific relationship with food right being mindful and just going through your day and being mindful about what you're eating is going to help you so so much Mm -hmm. as well as just becoming aware of like your current eating habits for example if you skip breakfast but you don't even really think about the fact that you skip breakfast it's just going to be something that you keep doing over and over and over again Mm -hmm. so ask yourself like are you somebody who barely thinks about food at all Or are you someone who's thinking about it all the time and just becoming more in tune with what your habits are and like allowing yourself to be aware of whether you have an issue or a disordered eating habit around food in general will help you be able to move forward. It's very important to start small. So like as Kat said before, like if you notice that you're skipping breakfast, you can now make it a priority to intentionally eat breakfast. Or if you notice that you're not getting in enough protein into your diet you can start intentionally increasing your protein intake with each meal i think starting small is really good advice because you don't want to try to change everything all at once habits are habits are really hard to break and they're also really hard to build so if you go into this journey thinking that you need to change everything all at once it's going to be so overwhelming Mm -hmm. so just Choosing one thing to focus on, I think, is a great first step. Mm -hmm. You know, starting small, like smaller meals or even getting on like more of an eating schedule. Personally, that's what helped me is I started eating smaller meals more frequently and I would just like remind myself or even set reminders in my phone to have that meal every three hours. Mm -hmm. For some people, like having such an anal or a strict routine may not be the helpful thing. But for other people, it might be what works for you. Another thing that I think holds people back from changing their eating habits to create a more like overall balanced and healthy lifestyle is they think that they have to restrict themselves from all the foods that they love. That was a big thing for me. I, again, like I restricted myself from everything. Like I thought that I couldn't have it or I didn't even know that there was such thing as like healthier swaps. So I would write down like a list of things that like you love. So if you're somebody that loves McDonald's, you love Big Macs, how can you recreate a Big Mac into your eating habits or into your diet? Because if you can recreate that meal in a healthier way, you're not going to feel like you're missing out on it. And you're going to be feeling your body and and in return also feeling better because you're not eating such processed foods as well. Like You don't have to feel like you're dieting. And also like if you wanted to treat yourself to like an actual Big Mac one day, that's also fine too. It's about an 80-20 balance. And we never want you guys to feel like you you can't have these things. We just want to encourage you to make healthier swaps when you can because that's what's going to help you live your best life and feel your absolute best as well another tip that might help you guys and something that helps me personally is using positive self-talk around food mm-hmm. like sarah how you said no you can't have a burger setting all of, up all of these rules about food and all of these restrictions that there's n- they're not even set in stone like where did we even come up with that's bad for us and this is good for us like how you didn't eat beef where did you get the idea that beef was bad for you i feel like 
we have these rules and these negative connotations with food and that's not contributing to a positive mindset at all. I think I was just really uneducated on food in general and macronutrients in general. I think that's why I don't want to say I dedicated my life to learning about it, but that's why I feel like I'm so passionate about health and fitness and why I got my nutrition certification is because I realized like food is literally everything. Mm -hmm. The second that I started eating healthier and incorporating more fruits and vegetables in my diet, more wholesome meals in my diet as well, I got my energy back. Like I felt I didn't feel as anxious or depressed anymore. Like it really like fixed all of these things that I was experiencing that Mm -hmm. and I thought that it was just me and that like it wouldn't change. But it changed with actually getting in enough food. So just becoming more educated on food in general is definitely something that helped for sure. Because like I don't know why I I thought beef was bad, honestly. I just think that I didn't know Mm -hmm. about food enough to know. I think your education allowed you to look at food more positively. Because you said food is everything. I'm I'm so annoying with this. Like if someone comes to me with, with a problem... The first thing that I tell them to do is check their diet because it's literally everything. And if you can look at food as something that's making you the best version of yourself rather than something that's bad for you, it's going to make it a a lot easier for you to enjoy your meals. Food is fuel. And if we can constantly remind ourselves of that, it'll help us push ourselves to fuel ourselves with the best food rather than starve starve ourselves yeah i think one one quote that like puts things into perspective is like don't spend another year doing the same shit especially if you're just like not seeing like the return that you want if you're not feeling your best right now or you just you know that things could change and you're just not happy with I guess you could say your life because that's how I felt like I was Mm -hmm. so unhappy with myself and life in general. Clearly something needs to change and you have to like take accountability and responsibility for your actions. And I can guarantee you if you make small changes for one full year, your entire life is going to be so different. It's going to be so insanely different. Okay, just to recap the steps that we just went over, starting with number one, become aware of your thoughts around food. Number two, become more aware of your current eating habits. And number three, start small. Number four, set reminders. Find a strategy that helps you get on a better eating schedule. Number five, don't try to change everything all at once. Number six, use positive self-talk around eating. And then a bonus one is try to become more educated about nutrition in general for example you can learn about the different types of carbs and fats and proteins that you need in your diet and that's all the tips that we have for you today we hope that you guys were able to take something from this whether it be that you're able to relate to the story and this has inspired you to take change or maybe this has made you notice a bad habit within yourself or or it's made you feel less alone and just know that don't have to feel ashamed or guilty understand that you're not alone you have us to lean on you have us to talk to this is a safe space for you it's the sole purpose of why we wanted to create our podcast our balanced body podcast because we have so much life experiences that we know we went through so that we can help others as well and I think that's what makes us such good coaches we're able to relate to you and understand you and not 
make you feel so bad about it. Mm -hmm. Like we know what you're going through. We Mm -hmm. want you to be kind to yourself and we really just want what's best for you. Yep, exactly. We love you guys. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a rating. Be so freaking kind to do that. Share it with a friend too. If you know or suspect one of your friends are dealing with this or you feel like they could benefit by listening to this episode, please don't be afraid to share it. Share it to your stories to help spread the message as well. We'd really appreciate that. And we appreciate you guys. Again, our DMs are open if you need to talk to us. We're here here for for you. you. (laughs) And we'll catch you on our next episode. Bye, baddies.